This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast with a complete recap of the Raiders' 20-14 to win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, we've got so much to discuss tonight. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, uh, I am going to get into a lot. We're going to talk about a lot, but I already know what's coming Wednesday on my podcast in an article that I have coming. So I just want you to mark your calendar, whatever you do, do not miss Wednesday's podcast, nor my article coming on Wednesday. Um, I want to discuss tonight a complete recap of this game. It was a game that I predicted on the podcast this week, a couple of times that the Raiders were going to win. I gave my list of reasonings of why I thought they would win. You can go back and watch those podcasts if you don't believe it. Had some people calling me out social media saying I never said that, but you can go back. That's what I love about the digital age. Um, there was a, about 95% of what I thought we wanted to see, we did. The only thing we didn't see was the Raiders' success attacking with Aiden O'Connell, um, who... Uh, his performance was not very good tonight. I don't think there's any other way to say it. I don't think it was completely terrible. You can't say that the Raiders defense, <clears throat> and a lot of people talking about, well, the Raiders won, Mahomes played terrible. Well, let's not pretend like the Raider defense didn't have a lot to do with that. Um, secondly, let's not pretend like the Chiefs defense didn't have a lot to do with some of the attacking down the field, which I thought was a big deal. Um, but it he, he wasn't a great performance by Aiden O'Connell, and I don't think he would try to uh, pretend that it was. Um, but there was 95% of what I said we wanted to see. We did. The Raiders come in to Arrowhead. They invade this place, get the monster win on Christmas Day. Um, national audience, Nickelodeon game. It was a huge game, and it was a humongous win. You can't cut this any other way. Humongous win. Cigar smoke billowing out of the Raiders locker room. Celebration. A lot of really good stuff. And I have some things I want to talk about. Um, again, if you, and I'm going to get in, just make sure you check out Wednesday's podcast and article. But there is no way to even remotely imply that you can't see Antonio Pierce's stamp on this team. And I'm just going to very quickly say I, I, I think it's going to be nearly impossible, although he certainly can do whatever he wants. Uh, I think it's going to be a very difficult thing for Mark Davis if he doesn't name Antonio Pierce. Very difficult. I'll get into all that later. But um, a, a humongous win by a dominating defense. Dominating. And... Special teams was very good offense. I mean, how about Zamir White? Goes for over 100, 
I don't want to hear about, well, there was one big run at their end. There was, but there were several very important runs. In fact, if you really want to know the truth, I think they went away from him. Um, and had they stayed with him, I think the Raiders' offense would have been more successful. They um, had a drive early, and I think they put up a field goal and then came back the next drive. Too many passes. They didn't go to Zamir. It could have been two drives later, but I felt like they had a chance to establish Zamir earlier, and they didn't. Um, but again, I thought the offensive line played tremendously well. And well, you could see them. Okay, you could. I'm just telling you, they played tremendously well. How about Tremaine Illuminor? He played fantastic. He goes, and there's an injury to him. Colton has to come in. Uh, Colton injured, not even close to 100%. In fact, I'll have those videos up tomorrow. I interviewed both those guys in the locker room. Amazing the way those two young men performed just a, just that was that performance by Colton Miller was all heart. I thought Jermaine was really, really good. Thayer, um, Dylan Parham. I mean, there's so many guys that had really good games and, you know, there were some guys that didn't, Aiden O'Connell being one of them. And, uh, but it was just a great win. Now I want to address one thing and then I'm going to get right back to this game because I have so much to discuss. Raider Nation, y'all got to get over the fact that Derek Carr was the quarterback here. He's not here anymore. I mean, I'm watching Raider fans who should be celebrating a win at Arrowhead. Boy, we're one quarterback away. We had him. And then one group, ha-ha, we get rid of him. Now we win at Arrowhead. I mean, both sides of this debate, let it die. It's over. He's not here. It's not like he went to New Orleans and, and and turned the world on fire, but it's not like he was a bad quarterback for your franchise. He's the all-time leader winning. Just let it go. It's not here. Enjoy this win. Dear God, some of you are like people that if you won the lottery would bitch because you had to pay the taxes. Let it go. Just let it go. Anyways, so I'm here at Arrowhead Stadium. The stadium is to my right. That probably looks like how it is. How I don't know. I'm pointing to my right, regardless of how it looks on your screen. Um, so what you see behind me is a picture I took when I got here today. This is a green screen, but I'm I'm here in the press box right now. It's just I I move away from where the, my colleagues are working because it's not fair. I'm talking and not typing. Um, but what a big win. The Raiders came out and just physically dominated the the chiefs remember in my in my analysis in my podcast i talked about what they did when they come up against the the, the chargers i mean man the chargers get get their great running back and wham punch physicality he's injured he's hurt they knock pacheco out today coming back and i said in my podcast this is a guy coming back you know I may have said that on the radio, excuse me, but either one, I talked about this is a guy coming back off injury, and now you're going to play a physical Raider team. That's not what you want. Um, the Raiders were just impressive. I want to talk about a couple of things. There was one thing early that really impressed me, and it was Nate Hobbs. There was a play, and it was in the first it was in the first half for sure. I think it was in the first quarter, where Patrick Mahomes is scrambling, and oh, Nate Hobbs has an opportunity to nail him. But it would have been, it, even though it would have been in bounds, it would have been close to being out of bounds. And I talked in my podcast earlier this week, you can't let the refs decide this game. And you saw him push him out rather than hit him, which I think he would have got a penalty, even though I don't think it would have been warranted. 
because of the way the NFL protects quarterbacks. It just showed discipline on his part. I thought he was phenomenal. Um, the Raiders now have five defensive touchdowns this year. Marcus Peters was one. You may remember his pick six. Uh, Jack Jones has had two in the last two weeks. Um, last week, Jonathan um, Jenkins picks up a ball, scoops and scores. Today, it was Bilal Nichols who scooped and scored. Um, Daniel Carlson with a missed extra point, but that missed extra point was not on him. Um, that mixed extra point was just a mishandled snap. And um, it was really wet and cold here, and it hits the hands of, of the holder, and it was just mishandled. It wasn't that anybody failed. It was literally just – it was on weather, and it was just one of those things. The Raiders don't get to practice in that every day, and you can't simulate the cold in Vegas. And even though it's cold in Vegas this time of year, and I know a lot of you that don't live there are like, yeah, shut up. Okay, I understand it, but it's not Kansas City. And um, But five defensive touchdowns. Um, we have talked a lot about Patrick Graham and how great he is. Um, I think it's time now to be talking about this guy needs some head coaching interviews. I think he's earned that. Um, and again, I'll talk more about that on Wednesday, but I think he was phenomenal. The defense was everything you expected them to be. You have seen a track record for them and they performed at that track record and they just held uh, the best quarterback in the NFL, which is what I believe he is. And remember, I, I can I'm, I know that really irritates Raider fan, but I'm not a fan. My job is to be analytical. Um, but it they just held the best quarterback and made him look silly. Now let's talk about it because I think there's a lot here. So let's go over Mahomes' statistics. He was 27 of 44, 235 yards, sacked four times. Technically, I think there was a fifth, but they didn't give it to Max. Um, one TD, one interception, with a quarterback rating of 73.6. That's the best quarterback in the National Football League. And before anyone says, oh, you know, he wasn't at his best or whatever, isn't it amazing? The Raiders can be out Josh Jacobs, and they can be out other great players, and nobody ever talks about who's out for the Raiders. Okay, Patrick Mahomes was in there. You have every right to expect him to be Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't. And to not credit the Raider defense is disingenuous. Just like Aiden O'Connell, we saw how he played the last time he played the Chiefs. He was the highest-rated quarterback in the NFL that week. We saw how he played last week against the Chargers. Today, he didn't. It would be disingenuous to not credit the Kansas City defense. It was a great performance. I had a lot of people say, man, that was a boring football game that I don't know what you were watching. It was physical. I thought the Raiders offense was at times predictable, but sometimes the, the, the Chiefs defense just played really well. Again, they're the defending Super Bowl champions. This isn't some scumbag team. This isn't some some group of, of patched together, you know, team that came into this game at two and 12. This is the defending world champions. You just went into their field on Christmas Day. You smacked them in the face, ill intent, violence, physicality, pain, and you won. If you can't enjoy that, if you can't be excited about that, I, I don't know what, what excites you, but man, that was a great football game in a great environment. I think there are several things you take away from this. Okay. I predicted the beginning of the year. I thought the Raiders were a, a nine and eight team. I said if Jimmy stayed healthy for 17 games, 
He hasn't, but I still think that they're a nine and eight team. It's what I thought they were. And, and Aiden has played pretty much a lot like Jimmy did before he was replaced. So you're, you're on track for that. I think the Raiders will still finish nine and eight. And uh, I think they'll win in Indy next week. And I think they'll come home and, and, and beat Denver and finish nine and eight. And if they do that, I think they're going to end up in the playoffs. I think they end up there. And this team just fighting, scrapping, doing everything. I want to talk about some unsung heroes tonight. Malcolm Coons. I have always told you, I have very low expectations of rookies, no matter even where they're drafted, because it is an anomaly when a rookie comes in and just performs magically. It's just, it's an anomaly. It doesn't happen very often. There's a learning curve. I don't care if you're from Alabama where it's, you know, some of the best football or Georgia or wherever your school is. If you think it's world-class championship football, you then come to the NFL. Uh, I remember a great friend of mine, TJ Duckett. You may remember he was a first-round draft pick of the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, the guy was a huge monster, big, ran a 4-3-40, and he was huge. And I remember him telling me after he gets to the NFL, it's the first time he'd ever been caught on the, from the back from a lineman. It's just a welcome to the NFL moment. Okay, so second-year guys, you expect them to show you more, but there's still there's a curve. Third year is what we call the money year. Why? Because if you have a good third year, the chances are you're headed towards making money. In the NFL, you don't play for the first contract. You play for the second. Learn that from Nick Saban, by the way. And Malcolm Coons, I wrote an article earlier this year, coming into the year, guys, who this is their year to step up and talked about Malcolm Coons, and he's done it. And he's done it since the regime change. Make no mistake, we are crediting Patrick Graham and Antonio Pierce and, of course, the defensive line coaches for that. Rob Leonard, we're, we're, we're crediting them. They deserve all the credit, but Malcolm Coons just played like a beast. I mean, Max Crosby held every single play. I mean, some of you were sending me pictures on Twitter, and I was retweeting them of holds. There was one where a guy had his hands underneath him, looking like he was a police officer arresting somebody. It was unbelievable. Or a UFC match. It was unbelievable. It was just so blatantly unfathomable. But let's not pretend like it's just when the Raiders play the Chiefs. It's when they play anybody. There's holding on every play. You know this. I've asked AP about it. He talks to the officials about it. He's He sends tape in or whatever. He, I mean, he's constantly harping on it. And Malcolm Kuntz is punishing them. I think it's very clear now. The Raiders have their one and 1A. I mean, uh, their 1A on each side at defensive end. Okay, Tyree Wilson's making a push. You got a bunch of big name, uh, excuse me, not big name, but guys playing big in the middle. John Jenkins, Adam Butler, that guy played out of his mind today. Bilal Nichols. Um, uh, again, Jerry Tillery, Butler, Tillery, Jenkins, Nichols. I'm missing somebody, and I'm going to feel terrible about it. Jerry Tillery, uh, Bilal Nichols, Jonathan Jenkins, Adam Butler. I mean, there's just a bunch of guys playing at a really high level. Then you throw Tyree Wilson in there. Okay. I mean, 
Let's just look at some of the defensive numbers. Forgive me for a second because I'm reading this to you. But I literally just got out of the locker room and I don't have the um, – I haven't had time to even look at these numbers and memorize them. So let's talk about it, okay? Nate Hobbs, nine tackles. And I thought Nate played unbelievable today. Absolutely unbelievable. Robert Spillane, nine tackles. I mean, that guy, and you got him on a long-term deal. Merry Christmas to you. Okay. Amik Robertson, five tackles. Uh, let's go back, because Hobbs had 11, but he also had, had, had nine and two assists. Robert Spillane had 11, nine and two assists. Amik Robertson, eight. Divine Diablo, six. Kuntz, six, but three sacks. I'm like, What? Jones, five tackles. Trayvon Merrick, three tackles. Bilal Nichols, three. Adam Butler, two. Max Crosby, two. Robinson, two. Wilson, two. Tillery, two. Jenkins, one. Epps, one. But hey, let's talk about Epps. He made some plays now. There was a couple of times he put some guys in positions right at the last second. I mean, I thought Marcus Epps, you don't see it. It's like with defensive linemen, other than sacks or scoop, scooping scores, you don't always see a lot of stats from them, but they impact the game in a massive way. I thought Marcus Epps did some things today that don't show up. When you're the quarterback of the back, see, Spillane's the quarterback of the linebackers. Crosby's the quarterback on the defensive line. Epps is the quarterback in the back. And when he's putting some guys in some great positions, that's exactly what you need out of that guy. A safety may not have 10 tackles. If he does, you're crap defense. Want to know a way that you can tell your Raider defense isn't crap? Because when you start looking at all of the great tacklers and how many tackles everybody got, your best safety has one tackle. But he's putting guys in spots. He's moving things around. His communicative ability is 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 way underrated. So now you go up the gut. Your defensive line has Crosby. Your linebacker has Spillane. Your defensive back has Epps. It's a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. And Patrick Graham, again, just coaching out of his mind. Now, let's talk a little bit about the offense because I think there's a lot to talk about, okay? There was multiple bad throws to Devontae, okay? But he also had some catches he's got to make. There are some catches that he just left on the field. Now, if I'm going to be fair, and y'all know I love Hunter, and y'all know I love Devontae as people, just good people, okay? But these guys aren't in those first three years. These are multi-big contract guys. You can't make those drops. Just can't do it. Can't do it. He did. So I, 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 I can't be disingenuous and not mention it. And and Devontae, when he's frustrated, is, is willing to voice that. And I respect him for it. And the one thing I like about him is someone said to me one time, well, you can't be critical of Devontae. He's going to get mad. No, that's not Devontae. He's not a child. He's a consummate professional, 
and he holds everyone to the standard that he holds himself. He is a great player. He is a Hall of Fame player. And if you asked him, he would tell you, I can't make that drop. This isn't personal. He's a phenomenal human being. It's just analytical. Can't make that drop. Um, I want to go back though and talk about some of the offense because I think there were some things on offense that are worthy of discussion. Okay. Jacoby Myers targeted five times, three catches. He is a very good player. In fact, the Raiders got to do a better job, but when you're playing better defenses, it's hard to do a better job. You may remember, I said to you, after they beat the Giants, this was impressive, but you can't expect this every week because defenses are better than the Giants. We saw it um, against the Chargers, and I think the Chargers have a much better defense than the Giants. If you want to know the truth, I, I think the Chargers' defense is uh, – much better than the Giants. But I think the Chiefs' defense is significantly better than the Chargers. And so against the Chargers, against the Chiefs, Aiden struggled today. Now, in fairness, they had some new looks. They had some things that they didn't show them the last time. That's good coaching. And the Chiefs have great coaching. They're defending world champions. Let's, let's just keep reminding yourself of that because I saw so many people unhappy. Okay. Does anyone think if AP had been the coach of this team all year, there isn't two or maybe three more wins? Bueller, you don't think that we're sitting here looking at a 10 and five team right now? I do. I do. 100%. I think there's much better coaching going on right now than there was at the beginning of the year. And that needs to be said. Um, but Zamir White, 145 yards. Now, understand that he had a 43-yarder, but they all count. And even without it, he was over 100. Or as the kids say today, honey, or hundy, I think is what they call it, a hundy. Okay? And at the end of the game, when the Chiefs are all lining up knowing Zamir's going to get the ball, and I love the way AP said it, when you know that I know that I know that you know that they know that everyone knows that we're going to run the ball, and the Raiders lined up like the old school Raiders. Dear God, when that drive was going on, I was down in the bowels of the stadium getting ready for the post-game interviews, and you just could almost picture Gene Upshaw, Art Shell. Jim Waddle, Ted Hendricks. You could just picture the old school Raiders like, yeah, we coming. Uh, Vince Lombardi once said, I don't care if you know what I'm going to run because I don't think you can stop it. I obviously didn't say that to me, but I remember reading that he said that. So I'm, I, I, if I could credit who he said it to, I would give them the credit. Okay. Everybody here, even Taylor Swift knew. They're going to run the ball. But they couldn't stop them. Now, I said in the podcast on what I was looking for that when you looked at this game, you were asking a lot of players to do something that we know they've already done. And I said, do, can, can you ask Zamir White to go run for 150? No, you can hope so. But you can't really have faith in it. He hasn't done it yet. Well, 
Now, all of a sudden, price of poker just went up. It's the biggest term. Why? Because all of a sudden now he's proven, hey, I can be RB1. I can be it. Give me the rock. Let me do my let me let me do what I do. You don't think that young man's confidence is sky high? And he's here in year two. Remember, he isn't even in his money season yet. Can you smell what Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly are cooking? I can. I'm just being analytical. So what do we see here? We see exactly what we thought. This is not a rouge. There were a group of people who, however well-intentioned they were, made some ignorant comments that he was just a rah-rah guy. I'm going to address that on Wednesday, and y'all need to just make sure you tune in. He's not a rah-rah guy, and that's disrespectful. Tony Pierce is a hell of a football coach. He's a head coach material in the National Football League. Put some respect on the guy. He's earned it. He's a world champion player. He's a world champion person. Just a great guy. I genuinely really like him a lot. And I've said that all along. I said it when he was a position coach. And there was, at that point, no thought that there was going to be changes. I said it when the Raiders got him. Uh, do do I, him and I have mutual friends in common? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I know him both as a player and off the field. I, I know the integrity. He loves people. Loves people. And so here is this team. Call it rah-rah if you want. But there's a lot of Kansas City Chiefs in pain today. They went home, they're laying on ice bags. Because they just went into an alleyway with the silver and black and done got their ass kicked. I'm sorry. Y'all know I don't normally use that language, but it's just, it is what it is. That's an ass whooping. <laughs> and, and, and and granted, it's only six points, and your offense didn't score a touchdown. But physically, it, it, it there was no doubt which team was physical, which one came in with ill intent, which team came in with a violent attitude, which one came in and said, we're going to be physical. Just there was no doubt about it from the opening play. I mean, it looked like a – I mean, it was just football the way it's supposed to be played. I'm sorry. That's, that's how you expect it to be played. <clears throat> now, I want to address two more things real quick. I have promised you guys, and you know I'm not a fan, but I, I love the game of football, and I root for good people. A member of the Raiders organization several weeks ago, maybe several months ago, told me, you need to wear something silver and black. And I said, but I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm a neutral media guy. And they gave me a hug. Yeah, come on. You love me. I said, of course I do. But and they come on. You got to do it. Just do one in a hoodie. I go, I don't even own a Raider hoodie. I own no piece of Raider merchandise. That's saying my family doesn't because you move to Vegas, man, and my wife is all in. She's a huge Raider fan. My son, he's, he's 17 months old. You should see the Raider stuff that he has. <laughs> okay. And so this gentleman 
I know he's going to watch this. That's why I gave that wink. Bought me a hoodie. And uh, it's a hoodie that team has. And said, uh, you got to wear this. And I said, I'm all right. Here's the deal. When the, when the change was made, you guys beat Kansas City or Miami. And I'll wear the hoodie. Deal. He goes out and buys it. In fact, I had two other members of the organization <laughs> each buy me a different hoodie. I got three now. So I will do Hondo in a hoodie one time. And because I'm doing it out of respect, because I said I would later this week when I'm joined by my buddy Zeke Trezevant, I will do a Hondo in a Raider hoodie this week because I promised you I would. And I also added later on, because they told me I should if AP gets named. And then if they win after that, it'll be just if they make the playoff. If they, if I do it any other time this year, it'll be if they win a playoff game. But there you go. It doesn't mean I'm changing and ripping off my clothes. Ah, all fan. No, still going to be who I am. But uh, I certainly don't mind it that those guys uh, said that to me, and it'll be fun, and it'll be a good time. I am... I just think this, Raider fan, this is not a complete team. I think it's a 9-18. and 18. Okay? You have holes. And people asking me, who should they go draft? Whatever. Well, first of all, you don't even know the draft order, and you don't know who's all coming out. So you, you can't make those statements right now. Okay? There are holes that have to be filled, and we could have conversations ad nauseum about which ones to fill. And we will, just not right now. We got a end of the season run here, two more games, and potentially the playoffs. When it's all done, then we'll get into all of that talk. But there are holes, and this is a team that has a chance to get exponentially better. There's free agents that want to come here, coaches that want to come here with AP. They're going to be a much better is if they stick with AP they're going to be a much better football team right now, next year. I'm calling it right now. Much better. Because they've got some people that can fill holes. They've got some coaches that they can add, which are terrific coaches. And and there's going to be a good draft pick. Picks. And especially if they give it to Champ Kelly, which again, we'll talk more about that Wednesday. I, I have zero concerns after that. Champ Kelly's a proven talent evaluator. Guy's great. I mean, look at Jack Jones, former high draft pick, gets cut for his fault. But AP knew his locker room, knew him, felt like, okay, we can bring him in, keep him in check. There was a time tonight when um, maybe AP had to talk to him. Settle him down a little bit. But the young man has proven he can take correction. And he's we know he's a great player, so you just picked him up for next to nothing. And he's playing like a pro bowler. Boom. So that takes off a lot of pressure on, do you have to go pick a CB1? Okay, there's a lot, there's, there's, there's just a lot of good things here on this team. There's a lot of things on this franchise for which you can hear the media talking. I'm sorry, but uh, there's a lot of things in this franchise for you to be excited about. 
Your team is emerging. Your team is fighting. They look like old school Raiders. Just enjoy this moment. Just enjoy this moment. Christmas night, kicking back with friends or family. Maybe you're at work. Maybe you're overseas or you're one of our military. I know a lot of you guys listen. Thank you, by the way. Merry Christmas to all of you. But look at where you're at. You just beat Kansas City at Kansas City on Christmas Day in front of the nation. You pounded them. You pounded them. Physically pounded them. You know you got holes. But you have a guy that's a Raider leading your team. You got a guy that's a Raider and the interim general manager. Your players are playing fiercely with ill intent, violent intentions physicality. I've been here four years. This is the most it's ever looked like Raider football to me. And you got that. I will leave you with this. One time my father said to me, I had a very low point in my life. And he said to me, I want you to know, I know you're disappointed with what you're going through right now. But I'm so proud of you. Sorry, it's Christmas and he's been gone almost 10 years and it still hurts. <clears throat> but he said to me, I'm so proud of you for how you do it. All right, this is Raider Nation. It's just win, baby. It's Super Bowl or bust. That's why I love this, 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 this fan base. I love your mentality. And I know right now this, this isn't a Super Bowl team. But you can be proud of how they're fighting, scrapping. They're looking like the Raiders again. And all of your hope is to the future. All your faith now is to the future. You can see it. It's coming. You don't have to overthink this. Dear God, don't overthink it. You can see it. It's tangible. It's tangible. I, I was thinking during this ball game tonight about all the Raider Nation I met couple weeks ago out at the tailgate before the Charger game in Lot J. And everybody talking about what the Raiders used to be and where they need to go. And I thought about every one of you guys tonight. You can see it now. It's no longer a pipe dream. It's reality. Yep. Okay. We have some holes to fill, but we know we can fill them. This isn't a rebuild. Teams that go into Kansas City and beat Kansas City the way you did with no offensive touchdown aren't rebuilding teams. They're teams that need additions, not rebuilds. There's a lot to be excited tonight. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Raider Nation, I hope you're enjoying this one. I appreciate you. Have so much respect for you. From my family to yours, thank you for your watching, listening, subscribing, sharing. As you know, all of our content's free. It's free. A lot of places you got to go pay, not us. And we thank you for sharing that. It lets us continue to keep it for free. But we appreciate you, even the critics. Thanks for watching and tell me how stupid and dumb and fat and ugly and all the bad things that you think of me. Thank you. Please just keep reading and watching. But we appreciate all of you. Remember, we're also part of the Fans First Sports Network. You can find me on Instagram at Hondo SR, Hondo SR, or you can find me on Twitter at Hondo Carpenter, H-O-N-D-O-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R. -E -E Thank you, everybody, for listening. That's a complete recap. Doctor's orders.
from the movie What About Bob. I'm writing you a subscription, a prescription from your problems. Go enjoy the rest of Christmas. And I'm sure some of you are watching this on Tuesday and you're back at work, but you're looking forward to the New Year's weekend and a game in Indy. Take a break from your problems and enjoy life. Thanks, everybody. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.